Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Friends, we are especially enthused about this episode of Soul Talks as we talk about Dallas Willard on the journey of the soul. Uh, Christy, we've learned so much from Dallas Willard over the years, his books and his talks on, uh, on CD, because that's how we listened to him years ago, <laughs> and uh, talking with him and uh, studying under him, his, his doctor of ministry class that I took and you were able to visit in. And one of the things that we learned from him is something he didn't actually talk a whole lot about, but it's about spiritual and psychological development, particularly from the divine conspiracy. There's a section where he talks about that and that's been a major emphasis in soul shepherding. One of our four weeks in our Institute is on spiritual and psychological development. And we've been teaching that over a number of years and it's the material and the experiences in community and the soul care practices from that uh, body of knowledge has become the journey of the soul book. Yeah. And you know, Dallas and Jane have had such a great influence on us. We've been so blessed. I remember when we first became aware of them and first began listening and reading his books, you saying, man, he's a really good psychologist, <laughs> even though he isn't officially a licensed psychologist, because his psychology is sound, and it's good, yeah. and it, and how he integrates so well with the spiritual life, the, the spiritual and psychological development is really sound, and so I appreciate that you, you know, you've used a lot of models that you've integrated together in coming up with this model for the Christ stages in Journey of the Soul. And I'm really glad that we're focusing on this podcast on his. And Divine Conspiracy, my favorite book of his, especially because it made such a huge impact on my life, such a paradigm shift. And then Dallas and Jane have been so gracious to let us get up close and personal with them. And so we've seen them live this out. And one of the mm -hmm. things I so appreciate and admire about Dallas and Jane is they are an example of Christians who have gotten to that that highest, latest stage of spiritual and psychological development, but have stayed so centered and focused and in love and passionate about Jesus. And so I'm so thankful. Thank you for saying that, Christy, because that, that is really the, the heart of the matter. That's what life is about, and it's certainly what our Christ stages are about in Journey of the Soul. Uh, and uh, it's so encouraging to see the way Dallas and Jane have stayed uh, centered on and delighting in Jesus. And that, that really is the key to the whole thing. And it's so sad that so often in uh, our Christian circles and in our spiritual growth process, uh, as we reach those higher stages, sometimes people sort of uh, get a little lukewarm on Jesus and mm -hmm. They go sort of universalist in their thinking about things. And I mean, the good thing about that is we're drawing on, on knowledge from many different traditions and sources, and, and we're expressing compassion and grace for all people. And those things are very important. That's part of the spiritual maturation process. But when, when Jesus gets lost in that, is not being distinct and special compared to uh, Buddha or, or Muhammad or the latest psychologist or whoever, we, we've we've lost the whole thing because mm -hmm. Jesus is the heart and soul. Jesus is is the way to true life with, with the Father. And uh, there's no one else uh, in history and on earth and never will be in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge and who is 
uh, perfect love embodied. Uh, Jesus' face is the only face we can look at and get a perfect view of the Father. Well, and one of the things we write about in Journey of the Soul is that at each stage of our development, we encounter different temptations, and there's always a temptation, and this is the temptation at that highest stage, is to lose you know, our affection to Jesus and become universal. So, friends, we just are so excited. We're days away from having Journey of the Soul in your hands and in our hands after such a long journey for Bill and I. And this is such an exciting accumulation of all God has taught us and given us. And so we hope you'll pre-order it because that really will help the book get more attention and in terms of people finding it and knowing about it. I also just want to encourage you, we received from Rob Jacobs, who's the pastor of spiritual growth at Saddleback Church, an endorsement. He says, how many followers of Jesus have asked themselves, is this all there is to the Christian life? Maybe you've asked yourself that. I know at times I had when I felt stuck and disillusioned and um, kind of bored even with my faith. And then Rob goes on to say, journey of the soul answers, there is so much more as trail guides, Bill and Christy help you locate where you are and how to progress in your walk. They guide you through the stages of the Christ journey, providing plenty of trail markers, practical suggestions, exercises, and what you need to pack for the next step of your journey of grace. This book is a must read for anyone who wants to keep going and growing in Christ. Thank you, Rob, for those encouraging words. And we just encourage you to go to journeythesoul.org. Check out all the resources. Bill and I recorded seven videos that are free there for you. And we would love to have you order books and lead them, lead them through a book club, a small group. Do it with a spiritual friend, a soul friend. Uh, if you pre-order those, it really will help this this ministry because all the profits go to Soul Shepherding, back to Soul Shepherding to support Soul Talk. So thanks for being a part of our community and for growing with us and following Jesus with us. And so we want to talk more about how Dallas's teachings on the stages of psychological and spiritual development have really impacted and formed us and some of our thinking in our writing here. Yeah, there's so much more. Thank you, Rob, for those words. Thank you for reading Journey of the Soul. One of the first readers read every word. Uh, Enneagram 5 there and uh, Pastor of Spiritual Growth at Saddleback. And so, so encouraging to have Rob in our Soul Shepherding Institute and on our team as well. And so, yeah, you know, th- th- what I love about this podcast, Christy, is that it's coming out of many years of study that I've done, and uh, you as well, and all these models, you know, Eric Erickson, Psychosocial Development, James Fowler, The Stages of Faith, and drawing on PHA with Cognitive Development, and uh, people like uh, Teresa of Avila and her, you know, ancient interior castle model with the stages of growth, and um, so many different different people, uh, the, the Critical Journey authors and Tom Ashbrook in Mansions of the Heart and uh, Scott Peck in, in his book on development and, you know, all these books that we've read and poured over and studied and thought and rethought and prayed and, and then tested it against the, the real-life stuff of 70,000 hours that you and I have spent in the pool of pain with people. And our own journey. And our own journeys in the pool of pain <laughs> personally and... Uh, with our family and friends, and so, uh, and in the glorious kingdom of God, <laughs> all of it, all of it with Jesus and the Father's world. That's right. And so, coming up with a model that uh, meets the the um, uh, 
uh, accounts for the knowledge that we have through science and research and then also clinical uh, therapy uh, work, uh, practice, real life stuff. And so to just then to boil all down to the, the simplest expression in the Christ stages, you know, six stages with the wall in the middle. And that's what we're going to be unpacking for you in the weeks to come uh, after the, the book is uh, in your hands in just a, a few days here. Uh, but today we want to just go, go deep into uh, some of Dallas Willard stuff. This is little known teaching of Dallas's because it's tucked away in the divine conspiracy, you know, a few pages out of the 400 in uh, Dallas's uh, magnum opus there. And he calls them stages of eternal living. Uh, or dimensions of taking on the eternal kind of life of being in the kingdom among us. That's a great Dallas phrase there, Mm -hmm. you know, power packed with uh, insights and some uh, feeling there. He says, uh, we're taking on the eternal kind of life Mm -hmm. of being in or, or dwelling in the kingdom among us. And so I just love that. He's, he's, he's going to talk to us now about the progression uh, of this uh, growing in the character of Christ. And he says, we do this on the basis of a loving cooperation or a shared endeavor with Christ. And so that's uh, beginning to get into really his first stage here, which he calls confidence in and reliance upon Jesus. That's the first stage of eternal living. And so we call this confidence in Christ. That's our C stage mm-hmm. in the Christ stages. And uh, I just, you know, loved Elsa's words here. You know, again, drawing on the divine conspiracy, he talks about confidence in and reliance upon Jesus as the Son of Man, the one appointed to save us uh, from John 3.15. And this confidence uh, itself, Dallas says, is a reality and a true manifestation of the life from above, not a life of human capacities, but a life from, from God. And so, yeah, so good. So, you know, Dallas has such good theology in there. He's, what he's saying is that even our faith, even our trust in God, it's not a human effort. I mean, human choice is involved, of course, but it's a, it's a divine gift. It's a, it's a manifestation or an expression, a, a miracle, really, of the reality of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace at work in our lives to, to draw us in. So important to remember that, how God pursues us through Jesus. And it's our opportunity to respond and to put our confidence. It's like, you know, you pursued me, but I had to be confident that you, you, your love was real. And that you weren't going to just be fickle and, you know, or that you weren't pursuing other people at the same time and putting our confidence in Jesus and his pursuit of us and his love and his grace is, is our part of that. I love where Dallas talks about this as being enthralled with Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, being magnetized by him, being captivated by them. I mean, uh, the writer to Hebrews says that uh, he's, Jesus is the, the, the son of God and the, the radiance of God's glory mm-hmm. and the exact representation of his being. And I love how Dallas would often say that, you know, everything you need to know to get started in the Christian life begins with, Jesus loves me, hmm. this I know, <laughs> for the Bible tells me so. You know, we sing that yeah. to our grandkids yeah. and... Our daughter sings that to them, and they love hearing that. And that's really where it starts. It's like, you know, we sometimes we worry so much about our doctrine and our theology, and, and that, that matters. But what Dallas always said is, you know, it'll come along. Mm-hmm. 
And for it to come along and to keep coming, we, we need this enthrallment. We need this, this devotion to Jesus as the master of the universe and the master of my life. We just watched Immortal Beloved, the biography movie about Beethoven, and we saw that the love of his life didn't have confidence in his love. And then we see the trajectory of the impact of that on the rest of both of their lives, and even how probably we would have had more of Beethoven's compositions if she had had more confidence in his love, such that she had been willing to wait for him to arrive when he got held up in a carriage accident and coming to meet her, and how that lack of confidence was so tragic in his story and in her story. Yeah, so we, we need to be intelligently smitten with Jesus. And that's what begins the Christian life, this uh, life from above, in, in the best expression of it, the fullest expression of it. And that's what carries us through the stages to come, is, is Dallas's teaching. That we, we need to, uh, the way we talk about it is we need to keep rekindling our hearts, or uh, in the language of Revelation 3, uh, we need to keep reawakening to our first love, because what tends to happen over the course of the years as Christ followers is we can lose that 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 first love. And now, when, you know, we're not talking about infatuation, right? So in any relationship, there's the um, in the beginning stages. You know, you're dating somebody and you, as a young person, especially you can get puppy love and get all infatuated and all enmeshed and. Uh, flushed with that, and that that's fun, and that's natural, but that's not going to carry you through uh, a, a, a loving, godly marriage. You need to, to develop a mature love that has the capacity to respect and uh, care for and be kind to your spouse, even when you're not feeling it. So, Bill, you know, there were times in our marriage where maybe I wasn't feeling loved by you. I was losing my confidence and and your love. And so one of the things I would do in those times is I would reread love letters or love notes that you had written for me to help reignite and help me remember that it grow in my confidence in your love. And it's the same thing with Jesus, you know, reading his word does that. It's a way that we were reminded of his love letter, of his, of that reality. And it helps us reignite that confidence in Christ. So what's his, what's Dallas's next stage? Uh, The desire to be Jesus' apprentice and uh, to be his, his student in kingdom living, where we're, we're living in and from God's world. And so we call this help in discipleship. That's the H stage in the Christ stages. And just it's a, a growth in our discipleship in which we're, it's getting into our hearts and into our life to, as Dallas says, we're, we're very focused on putting the teachings of Jesus into practice uh, from uh, John eight thirty one, uh, Jesus talks about that, and this is the key. Continuing on in J- in John chapter eight, where Jesus says that you know we shall know the Son of God, and we will be free as we live out the the, the words that Jesus gives us in the in the life that He offers us. We come into increasing measures of freedom and fullness of human expression, and that's the result of discipleship. And something we emphasize, and in, in you know why it's the help in discipleship is it's it's not just me and Jesus. It's uh, me and my friends in Jesus. We need, we need community. We need our church. We need the body of Christ. We need soul friendships. We need conversations like this one we're having now where, where we're encouraging each other. We're sharing stories. We're praying for each other. We're, we're taking heart for Jesus from each other. 
and we're, we're getting uh, ideas and, and lessons on how we can, we can live out this faith in our daily life. So that's, that's the, the H. Uh, and then Dallas's third stage is obedience to God. Now, we call this responsibilities in ministry, which is the R stage. Now, in Dallas's model, uh, what he's talking about is uh, the, that our obedience, in fact, one time I recall I was in a meeting with uh, Dallas and, and some other uh, Christian leaders. We were talking about spiritual formation uh, for pastors, particularly in Southern California where we all lived, and this was in the sort of the early days of this coming into evangelical uh, Christian uh, consciousness, Bible churches, and sort of the mainstream uh, Christianity, spiritual formation seemed like a new thing mm-hmm. uh, 20 years ago or so. And so uh, Dallas shocked all of us when he said, you know, if we had to reduce the, the Christian life to one word, it would be obedience. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just like, that sounds so dry and dutiful and legalistic and like, where's the abiding uh, in, in Christ in that? Where's the the inner journey and the intimacy with God and the soul care and, and the health and all the stuff you talk about, Dallas? And, and if, if somebody else would have said it, I would have yeah. said, yeah, that person doesn't really know. But because <laughs> Dallas said it, I was like, okay, I must be missing something here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We would have, we would have said, what about grace? What about, you know, that, isn't that just legalism? And, <laughs> yeah. and of course, what he meant was obedience that comes from the heart, mm-hmm. obedience that comes from our intimacy with God. And uh, so I started to realize and, and see, and, and then that getting that, so many of Dallas's ideas were like portals for me. Like it just opened up this, this portal in, into heaven or knowledge from heaven or, or intimacy with God. Uh, and, and so what this one opened, I just brought that into my Bible reading. I started to see, well, that's right. The, the, the scripture is constantly, not just in the Old Testament, but the New Testament, talking about obedience, and it's particularly talked about as sort of like the first step in the journey or, or, or an early step. Now, it's, it's a continuous step. We always need to obey the Lord. But, but if you think about, you know, well, where do you begin in a spiritual life? Even before you know Jesus, where, where do you begin? Well, do the right thing. Uh, be, be moral, be ethical, love the person next to you, uh, be responsible, be kind. That's, that's where it all starts. That's how we're, we teach our kids. It, we start right there. And then what we quickly find out in our program of, of Christian living and spiritual formation is that we can't succeed at that, mm-hmm. not, not consistently. Mm-hmm. And so then, then the intelligent uh, person will say, okay, well, why did I fail at being loving? And that's where now we come into the deeper life. Of, oh, okay, I need God's presence. I need God's forgiveness. I need God's mercy and power. I, I need to learn how to do this with Jesus. And so that's how the unfolding of the life of a disciple begins to, to come into play here as we go through these Christ stages. Well, and they do build on each other because I obey Jesus when I am confident that his way is best. So I'm thinking about our daughter right now who is obeying a doctor's orders and it's costly to her it's really hard it's affecting her choices every day she's on this um this diet to heal her gut and it is you know it's really stringent and it's you know a big impact on everything she eats and doesn't eat in a day and she's obeying this doctor because she has confidence that this doctor really knows how to help her 
And there's, and it's the same thing with God as we grow in our confidence in the Lord, our trust in him, our, our trust in his love that he's really willing, good for us. He really knows the best way then that enables our obedience. Yeah, that's, that's a great example of that. So a uh, long time ago, Eugene Peterson wrote a book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And that's not a title that most people want to jump in and grab hold of that book, but it's a great book. Yeah. <laughs> and it is an accurate description that that is the Christian life, is, is perseverance. And that's the way Hebrews 11 talks about faith. That, and you know, it's, it's perseverance. The, and it's the life Jesus lived, right? I only do what the Father tells me to do. He obeyed the Father. He modeled it for us. So in this stage of obedience to God, which we call responsibilities in ministry, or the R stage, uh, what we have found is that eventually, af- after a while on, on this track, we hit the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we, there's a burnout, a faith crisis, a moral blowout, uh, uh, struggling with questions of suffering, uh, spiritual dryness. Uh, and and uh, we'll be unpacking this more as we go along uh, in, in these podcasts and as you, you get a hold of uh, the Journey of the Soul book. Uh, but we can experience the wall at you know any different stage, really, but it's most commonly at this point in responsibilities in ministry. And so then we, we come to uh, the next stage, which, which opens us up into the second half of the journey and the way we talk about it in Journey of the Soul. But back to Dallas's model, he has a stage called Pervasive Inner transformation. Mm -hmm. And that's what obedience leads to. If we are observing our life and doing this uh, prayerfully and doing this in community with other people where we get feedback to get answers answers to the question as to, well, why was I not able to obey God in this situation? And then to be reflecting and, and learning how to become a different kind of person is the way Dallas would describe it. So, uh, in this pervasive inner transformation, and we call this the inner journey, or the I stage in the Christ stages. And so he says, um, and this is, again, from Divine Conspiracy, Dallas says, love of Jesus sustains us through the course of discipline and training that makes obedience possible. Without that love, we will not stay the course to learn. And then he continues, obedience with the life of discipline it requires both leads to and then issues from the pervasive inner transformation of the heart and soul. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of deep stuff in there that he's saying, and um, you know, we, we make it more simple and easy to understand because it's true and it works, and we want people to experience this transformation. And Dallas and Jane were so key for me in this bill because what happened to me when I hit my wall was that I lost my confidence in God's love and goodness. And so that's when I called up Jane. I said, I need to meet with you. Um, and in Dallas, you know, one of the most important conversations I ever had with him was about this very thing and talking to him about this. And they were both so helpful to me in my being able to get through the wall into the inner journey stage. And, and, ex- and experience this pervasive inner transformation mm-hmm. that comes mm-hmm. from a sustained love in Jesus and, and reflecting and asking these questions mm-hmm. about why we're struggling to obey. Yeah, but I, I needed them as my trail guide at that time because I, I couldn't find one in our church, mm-hmm. someone that really understood this stuff, knew this stuff, who, who really wouldn't just kind of 
slap Bible verses on me and not really hear me and not empathize with the level of pain and the level of doubt and the level of um, burnout that I was feeling and would tell me to, to just do it or to, you know, just believe or, you know, things that I had done and had been helpful to me up before I hit the wall. But at this point, I needed a deep transformative work. Not that all the other stuff before wasn't real, although I was doubting it at that point, but God was inviting me into opening in in my soul a deeper place for his grace and love to transform me. And that was such a, a difficult and painful time for you. I so well remember that and the, the uh, cracking and, and breaking in a bleeding of your heart that was going on with amongst the questions mm-hmm. and not feeling God's presence and not understanding it. I it, didn't understand these stages then. I mean, I understood. I knew, you know, the stages of cognitive development. I knew the psycho- some of the psychology, but I didn't have the integration of the psychological yeah. and the spiritual development, how they go in hand. And I didn't have, you know, psycho- the psychological development. It wasn't enough for me. It, it wasn't enough, just that, without understanding from God's perspective, the spiritual side and having a vision of what he was doing in this opportunity, if I would be willing to, you know, continue with him in it and open my soul and lean in to reflect on, you know, some, some of the pain and some of the reasons I was feeling what I was feeling and not feeling what I wasn't feeling that I wanted to. I'd lost my longing for God at that point. And uh, you know, all of these things. And so that's where it was so helpful to have Dallas and Jane who understood these things. Yeah. And this is such a big need that we have in our churches is to have experienced trail guides mm-hmm. and uh, uh, soul friends who understand the deeper journey. And they don't just, uh, like you said, Christy, sort of whip people into shape to believe and do the right things, mm-hmm. but they listen to people. They offer empathy yeah. and they patiently and prayerfully walk with people holding their hand through these Christ stages into the deeper life in Christ and and more effective uh, mm-hmm. loving of the people around them, more effective yeah. ministry and leadership. And so this is a huge passion that we have in Soul Shepherding. Many of you listening know that, but we, we train spiritual directors and soul friends, and we're doing a lot more uh, in, in uh, 2021 to uh, gather all of you in community through our Soul Shepherding Network and uh, deploying people within their, their churches and their their neighborhoods and their uh, circles of influence to be Christ ambassadors, to, to be uh, soul friends, to be uh, trail guides in the journey of the soul. And we hope that you are going to, we're with us if you're listening to this afterwards, but on our webinar that we're doing on journey of the soul. And if you missed that, you can still buy it and listen to the recording because these are the kind of things that are going to just help you with learning more about this. So this is going to help you in your growth in Christ and your transformation in him. And it's also going to help you in being trail guides to help others because we need more of that as well in the church. Yeah. So back to uh, Dallas's stages. So after pervasive inner transformation, the fourth stage, he has a fifth stage, which he calls power to do the works of God's kingdom. And so he says this is from uh, relying on, on Jesus and what he does 
uh, so that we're able to do even greater works collectively through our faith in Jesus, even greater works than Jesus did as an individual uh, human being. Uh, it's an astonishing thing, but uh, collectively over the course of history, we can look back and see, well, that's actually true because it's the risen Christ alive in all of us together. Uh, and then uh, Dallas says, uh, frankly, even a moderate-sized work is more than most people's lives could sustain. <laughs> and he goes on to give one of his great teachings. Um, great power requires great character mm-hmm. if it is to be a blessing and not a curse. And, and Christy, you mentioned the movie uh, Immortal Beloved, the, the Beethoven story, particularly the later years of his life when he was uh, uh, deaf. Uh, and you, you see the breakdown in his character, mm-hmm. that he had so much power yeah. because of this great gift as, as a composer and a musician. It was just extraordinary. Even even after he lost his hearing, what he could do is just boggles the mind and just mm-hmm. uh, continues centuries later to just open the heavens to us, the ways that God gifted him and has used his music. But we see the incredible problems he had with with anger and meanness and lust and and deceit and just uh, just a real breakdown in his life and part of it, he he couldn't he didn't have the enough of the godly character to sustain the tremendous fame and power and influence that God gave him and, and so it's a very sobering thing because you know a lot of us particularly us who are in ministry and uh, or in uh, leadership, you know, we, we, we know that we need power to, to do this uh, work that we, we have. And, and so we want more power, but we, we might be hasty in seeking that and not realize that, you know, wisdom is in Dallas's prayer that Christy, you and I often pray, you know, Lord, please don't give us more power than our character can handle. And that prayer has given me a lot of comfort in the years where uh, I was getting uh, rejection and uh, experiencing failure as an author and uh, waiting on God and trying to discern what was going on. And I just would go back to that prayer. Well, Lord, this must be good. Uh, and I don't want more power than my character can handle. So I thank you that this was a closed door. I thank you uh, that I have a small stage right now. And there were many years I felt like, um, uh, decades, I felt like sort of my ministry had sort of a small stage, you know, just little by little, you know, in these recent years, God has really uh, grown that. But I think it's been safer f- for that to grow because there's been a lot of death to self in the, in the mm-hmm. years of waiting. And so that's what Dallas is getting at here in the power to do the works of God's kingdom. Now we call that spirit-led ministry, the S stage in the Christ stages. And that's really where we're returning back to responsibilities in ministry in terms of uh, loving our neighbor and doing good works and uh, using our gifts to serve God and, and uh, uh, quiet acts of kindness and, and you know, many, many different expressions of love. But now it's not just stuff we're doing for God, we're doing it with God. That's the Spirit-led ministry. And we'll, we'll be coming back to this in upcoming podcasts as we go deep into each stage. So then finally, we come to the last stage. Now, this one, Dallas doesn't actually specify this, but it's implicit. So I'm making it pop out and say, well, what he talks about is abiding in Christ as a sixth stage. And that's what we call transforming union or the T stage. And that's where Dallas talks about, you know, we're united with Christ and we're, we're, the, we're living in the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5 and this progression of growth in the divine nature that Peter talks about in 2 Peter 1, 
the the life and nature of God is really in us. We're we're not only enjoying God's presence and and trusting in God's presence when we're not feeling it, but we're we're in a place where we have greater capacity to to bless the one that curses us and to for the fruit of the spirit to come off of our lives, even when we're not trying to, because we've we've been habituated in this life. We've gone so deep in our, in our surrender, in our trust, and in our walking with Jesus. You know, I'm thinking again of Beethoven's story, and one of the things he said in the movie is that the reason music is so powerful is because it takes us into the mind of the composer. And thinking about that's really this transforming union is when we are in in oneness in union with Jesus with God with the Holy Spirit then when we're ministering and when we're with people we're helping them sync with the mind of God and that's one of the things that you and I really appreciated about Dallas so much is that we experienced that with him where he would be in union with God he would take us into that union with God and the mind of Christ as we would listen yeah, we call that spiritual empathy or prayerful listening, and that is the great power of the spiritual life, at least as it relates to the body of Christ, is when we are with one another in such a way that it, it is empathetic and it is, uh, we're, we're being saturated in an appreciation of God's grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus and the Father and Holy Spirit are the master, the the maestro composers of all the universe of, of everything, not just music. And so the opportunity that he wants to impart that to us and wants us to experience his his creative, beautiful, you know, composition is a gift. And so last thought from uh, Dallas Willard on his stages of eternal living uh, is that he asks the question, uh, well, so how do we grow? And this is something he talks about a lot in all of his books, um, most effectively, I think, in Renovation of the Heart. But uh, in Divine Conspiracy, in this section on the uh, progression in eternal living and the growth in, in uh, uh, Christ-likeness, he talks about we, we grow by unrelenting study under Jesus. Anybody ready for some unrelenting study under Jesus? Dallas is saying that's what it takes. And in particular, by following Jesus into his practices and adapting them to form an effective framework of spiritual disciplines around which our whole life can be structured. Dallas says this is precisely how, through the Holy Spirit, we mortify the life of the flesh and put off the old person and put on the new, as Colossians 3 talks about. So when I first read that, I was like, well, that's all great, but I don't know how to do that. That's kind of overwhelming. And the Lord has taught us how to do that. And now he's given us opportunity to teach others how to do that in very simple ways. And that's part of what we've put into this book. Yeah. So the basic answer that we give to that is that for each of the Christ stages, there are different spiritual disciplines, different soul care practices that are likely to be most effective at that stage. So when you understand your your current home stage, then you have a model for the kinds of disciplines that are most likely to be helpful to you. And that does so much to help us get unstuck and to provide fuel for our souls in, in the growth of following Jesus. And that's why we wrote Journey of the Soul, too, is because I said, 
well, this is the book I need to hand my clients. This is the book I'm wanting to be able to give those who come to me for spiritual direction because it will be catalytic for them. It'll help them because it takes so much time if they have to only get it in their meetings with me. And so to be able to hand this to them, you know, is really helpful. And then also to be able to give it to people that are learning from us to use in their ministry is really Helpful. Yeah, because spiritual growth is not cookie cutter. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just uh, one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It needs to be customized. Yeah. We, we need a, a model that allows for lots of individual differences in where we are in the journey, differences in personality and culture and all these things. And so that's what we've come up with. So friends, pre-order your copy, Journey of the Soul. You can do that on Amazon or wherever books are sold. You go to our website, journeyofthesoul.org. You'll see lots of benefits that go with pre-ordering. Order copies for your friends, for your small group. That would be a great gift to them and to us at Soul Shepherding. And so thank you so much for being on this Journey of the Soul with us. Jesus, we thank you for your great love, your eternal love that never ceases, that's constantly pursuing us that's constantly revealing to us more and more of your love and enabling us to become more and more your beloved, to really live into that, to really become that, not just believe it, but to become in our identity and to to live out of the confidence of your eternal love for us and then to be able to generously Love others from the abundance of your love. Pray this for each and every one of our listeners. With praise and confidence in you, in Jesus' name, amen. Great news, friends. Our new book, Journey of the Soul, is now available for pre-order. This book is for anyone who feels stuck in their faith or wants to identify the next steps they need to take to grow emotionally and spiritually No matter where you are or how long you've been following Jesus, this book is for you. You can learn more and pre-order it today by visiting journeyofthesoul.org. Soul Talk friends, many of you I think are like me. Maybe you don't enjoy reading. You're not a reader. I have many books on my bookshelf that I've never read. So when we wrote Journey of the Soul, we made it a key priority to put really helpful reference charts and call-out quotes and usable features in the book so that if you're not a reader, you will still want this book for the access of the tools and the tips and the trail markers. It's a great reference book to open up and to go back to and to revisit and to use and to snap a picture of and to share with someone because we put a lot of effort into making it usable, even if you don't have time to sit and read it cover to cover. And those of you that do have time to do that, we have a whole bookshelf of books on stages of growth emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And we've distilled it all down in a simple, concise form in this book, Journey of the Soul. So we pray it's a blessing to you as it's been to us. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 